John Mulaney's latest special is his most personal to date, and somehow not enough for some folks. Today I'm talking about Baby J and what performers owe us. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. And today I am talking about John Mulaney's recent special. And this is less of a straight-up review and more just kind of a reflection about uh, comedians and their per- the persona that they put out on stage versus their personal life and kind of what the audience feels that they're entitled to, um, which is just interesting. And obviously, um, I'll get into it, but John Mulaney has had a bit of a rocky couple, or at least eventful couple of years is probably a better way to put it. Um, some of it rocky, some of it sounds like it was good, but... Yeah, and now his latest Netflix special, which addresses some of that rockiness, is out, and people have thoughts on it. And I have my own thoughts uh, about those thoughts. (laughs) So, uh, without further ado, let's get started. The past few years have been a roller coaster for famed comedian and former SNL writer John Mulaney. After becoming as close as any modern comedian can come to be, come to being a household name, COVID time was apparently quite hard on Mulaney, who relapsed into a terrifying substance abuse problem that required an intervention, ended his marriage, along with other things, and took the shine off of his mostly agreeable, clean-cut image. That, along with the quick rebound into a relationship and parenthood with with uh, <laughs> Olivia Munn, and bringing it and bringing out the openly transphobic Dave Chappelle unexpectedly during a show, it's been a lot. But I was hopeful that his latest set, now on Netflix in a show called Baby J, could demonstrate his ability to turn the awkward into funny. What I didn't expect were the very strong reactions to the special. Granted, some of the opinions thrown about had more to do with Mulaney's personal life or his past decisions, i.e. the aforementioned Dave Chappelle incident, than the show itself. But there was also a very vocal group of people that somehow felt underwhelmed by Mulaney's stories about the intervention and going to rehab. So with that in mind, I want to dive into, one... Why this special and its content didn't surprise me. Two, what I anticipate people think is missing. And three, why I think there's a crucial misunderstanding in what comedians choose to bring on stage and what they leave behind. First things first, let's dive into Mulaney's past material. If you only knew John Mulaney as the guy who wears crisp suits for his big Netflix specials, you might not be familiar with his early stand-up albums like The Top Part or New in Town, where he describes multiple substance fuels fueled escapades from his youth, including getting blackout drunk almost every night and somehow earning money, or causing folks to scatter an illegal house party in high school. The key aspect to these stories is that he described all of these things as a past behavior that someone who had a substance abuse problem would discuss. So I wasn't surprised when his drug addiction was made public, and I didn't expect him to deep dive into the nitty-gritty of his divorce or the day-to-day existence of being a drug addict, because that's never been his style. Mulaney has always been a very polished and thorough storyteller that yet likes to use individual incidents to point out absurdities, as many comedians of his ilk and era do. So he describes the intervention, he describes the day leading up to the intervention, and even some of his experience in rehab, but it was unlikely that he was going to talk about why or how he got high all the time. Mulaney isn't the self-described scumbag like somebody like Artie Lang is. He's getting you to gently laugh at and with him at the same time. So what did people think was missing? I anticipate people who didn't like the special wanted one of two things from him. Either they wanted a special that almost pretended the addiction phase of his life never happened, i.e. let's focus on the foibles of being a dad now, 
or they wanted all the details of how and why his relationships played out the way they did, along with a ton of guilt. <laughs> and if you have feel a lot of empathy for his ex-wife or anyone who's had to deal with someone struggling with depression and addiction, I get that. Especially because so many modern comedians feel like they're presenting themselves on stage. You feel like you know them, and it's weird to get reminded that you don't. That said, Mulaney's special fits rather nicely into a number of similar specials or takes from famous comedians dealing with controversy. And where better to look than at possibly the GOAT, Richard Pryor. So let's talk about the history of comedians airing out their dirty laundry. One of the biggest shifts in stand-up comedy was the change from people playing characters or a stage persona into a more personal and insightful material. George Carlin went from playing a series of funny characters, including the hippy-dippy weatherman, to someone who pointed out the absurdities of language and American politics and culture and little human things we all share. And Richard Pryor went from portraying characters to telling wild stories from his life, many of which had already been in the news about 12 months earlier. The most famous and infamous is the incident where Pryor, according to the bit, set himself on fire while attempting to freebase cocaine. And this is a magnificent piece of storytelling, peppered with admissions of guilt, the jokes he was more than aware of, aka lighting a match and saying, what's this? The answer, Richard Pryor running down the street. And a general air of insight and awareness to what happened. But the thing most people, both at the time and fans of Pryor, either knew or assumed is that this is a very selective retelling of what happened. Because at the time, there were allegations that Pryor had attempted to commit suicide or was so wildly out of control on drugs that he exposed his clothing to an open flame. And there's also a, then there's also a tradition in stand-up storytelling. Most modern comics understand that addressing things in their lives is both cathartic and also a kind of brand management. For instance, it would be absurd for Mulaney, who seemingly only tells stories from his wild life, to pretend all of this never happened. You kind of have to address it if you want to maintain credibility with your audience. But he's also under no obligation to talk about his family or romantic life, partially because that's his decision, but also because why open you or them up to that? Almost all comedians get that they have to appear both vulnerable and bulletproof on stage, just vulnerable enough to get the audience's sympathy, but confident enough to win them over. And spilling out all of your dirty laundry out and calling yourself a piece of shit over and over again isn't exactly a comedy show. Even in the most personal sets, see Pat Oswalt opening up about his wife's passing, or Danny Sloss talking about his friend's sexual assault by somebody he considered a friend, they are engrossing, but also incomplete, because they leave something for them, either to preserve someone's image or keep them something for themselves. By that standard, Baby J is a fantastic set, and both mirrors and expands a number of stories he told on Late Night after his personal life got aired out in the tabloids, and I found it hilarious, self-aware, and relatable. And do we really need anything else? This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.